0: Hey there, welcome to the Catch-Up Corner, the podcast where we sit down once a week to discuss the latest pop culture and entertainment media topics. I'm your host, Cameron Timer. Let's catch up. Hello, everybody. Uh, Welcome back to the Catch-Up Corner. I hope you're all doing well. I regret to inform you that I am not doing super well. I am actually reporting live from my bed. Yeah, we're we're recording in my bed today because I have been enduring the most gnarly stomach virus that I've ever had. And, I mean, like, I cannot remember th- the last time that I was this ill in this way. <laughs> um But it seems like I'm on the come up. I had some chicken noodle soup earlier, a classic, of course, and some crackers, which is more than I had yesterday. Um, so I'm finally starting to feel better, which is why I could even whip out my computer and record this because yesterday literally I was so useless like I could not do anything like I literally laid in my bed all day like I was miserable I couldn't look at my phone I couldn't like I was like you know might as well like watch tv or something since I'm like just sick all day and I couldn't even like focus on the TV like I was just like in and out of sleep all day like it was it's saying oh I was in and out of sleep all day that doesn't sound that bad that sounds kind of nice (laughs) but it was horrible um but I am feeling a little bit better today so I thought you know let's get out the microphone let's get out the laptop and you know get to recording. Um I will say that this episode is probably going to be super short. Um just not putting a lot of pressure on myself to sit here and talk for an hour and then have to edit down that length of audio like, you know, just trying to save myself the hassle while I'm still recovering. So, yeah just expect this to be a sweet little anecdote. Um, maybe a little shorter than our normal episodes just because I am a little bit down. So, yeah. Well, now that everyone knows that I'm sick, (laughs) I guess we can move right along. Um, I'm just gonna discuss a few things, maybe leave out some of our Regular topics and structure, just discuss the things that I feel are important this week, and that's about it. So, let's just get right into it. So, arguably, the most important thing that we need to talk about, that we need to catch up on, is the Eras tour. Um, if you listened to last week's podcast episode, you know that Taylor Swift was opening her concert tour this past weekend. She was opening up in Glendale, Arizona, which the mayor was like being an icon and renaming it Swift City. Um, and she did two shows on Friday and Saturday in Glendale, Arizona, and there's just simply so much to talk about. So when it came to Taylor Swift's tour, because as we like know, I'm going. And so I felt like before the night of the tour, like before it started, everyone is kind of like having to decide like, okay, am I gonna watch, like, am I gonna watch all this, like, TikTok content, am I gonna look at all her outfits, see what songs she sang, like, am I gonna do all of that, or am I gonna try to, like, avoid everything, and I just felt like, you know, I considered avoiding everything, but I just felt like my TikTok algorithm is way too specific, like, way too specific like it knows me too well you know so like if I am going to remain on TikTok in the time leading up to my Taylor Swift concert like I'm gonna be seeing that um content of her tour against my will you know so I decided like okay, like, I'll look at some things, but I didn't want to look at everything, and I didn't want to, like, watch too many videos, like, obviously, I've seen too many already, but I was, like, you know, like, I'm gonna try not to watch the entirety of people's TikTok lives, like, I don't want to see the whole concert, even though, like, I don't even think it's that bad, because, like, and I've talked to a few other people about this, it's, like, watching it on TikTok live like you're literally gonna forget that you ever have seen anything when you get there in person because like going to a concert especially a Taylor Swift concert is just so immersive like you're just gonna be like oh my gosh what is going on like you're gonna forget everything you'd seen before this so it doesn't even matter so if you did do that and you're like oh no did I ruin the concert for myself like I don't even think you did, but for me, like, I just want to keep some parts of it, like, hidden from myself, if that makes sense, so I've tried not to watch, like, every single thing, like, I haven't seen her come out onto the stage, like, I don't know how the show begins, somehow I've avoided that, and I've seen it a few times, like, coming up on my page, like, Taylor Swift entering the era's tour like or whatever like I've seen a few videos come up and I just like scroll past them so I've been able to avoid seeing that and I've also avoided seeing her exit the stage so like that's that's kind of a cool thing I feel like like I'll be surprised when she comes on and leaves so I feel good about that and then yeah, I mean, I, I kind of know, like, all the songs she's going to sing, um, but that's okay. Like, I feel like it's kind of unavoidable, but what I do think is interesting is that she basically announced at the tour that she's going to sing one song like acoustic at every show and she's going to kind of like interchange it. Like the first night she sang Mirrorball. So I watched her sing that because I'm like, she's not going to sing that at my show. And then the next night she sang This Is Me Trying, which is insane. Like I actually can't believe she sang that. Um, I can't believe it. But anyway, that is amazing. So that's going to be changing at every show. So I'll probably listen to her singing those. Um, just because, you know, if she sings it at shows before mine, like, I'll no, that's not a song that she'll be singing at my show, which means what, like, what songs am I crossing my fingers for her to sing? Like, please, Taylor, please sing Cowboy Like Me acoustic version at my show. That would change my life. I'm trying to think of, like, other songs that I would like for her to sing. Like, acoustic at my show, Cowboy Like Me 100%, clean, yeah, yeah, um, Glitch is, like, one of my favorite songs off Midnight's, um, so I think that would be cool, and I'm also wondering, like, if she's ever gonna do any sort of, like, collaboration with the openers, like, Phoebe Bridgers is opening for her at one of the shows I'm going to, so I'm like, will they sing Nothing New together, like, question mark, and then, you know, she's doing a few shows with him. like, are they gonna sing Nobody No Crime, like, I just want to know, you know, so there's much to look forward to in that aspect, and then also, on the first night, she sang Tim McGraw. And then the next night, instead of singing Tim McGraw, she sang State of Grace. So, like, that seems to be changing. Um, And we'll see if she continues to change that up. Or if she sings, like, Tim McGraw again or State of Grace again. So, um, her next shows are in Vegas. So, we'll see if she keeps that turned up. And then I actually just saw that, like, the Vegas, like, arches or whatever are lit up with, like, the colors of the eras in preparation for her tour, so that is so cool. Like, I just love how everyone so far, like, every city, like, so far seems to be, like, celebrating having Taylor there, like, it's so cool, um, and yeah, so I will be keeping up to date on all the Eras tour content. Um, one thing that I saw that I was not expecting to see was this video of, Anna Marie Tindler, which if you don't know who she is, she was married to John Mulaney, um, she's his ex-wife, and she's kind of, like, an artist photographer, and she put up this video saying that, like, Taylor kind of came for her and stole her art, which was, like, her, she has, like, this photo of herself sitting, you know, at a dining table, and it's set, for, you know, multiple people or whatever, and it's just her at the table. It's a photo. And then in Taylor's show, she sings Tolerate It, and there's, like, this whole dining table involved. Like, that makes perfect sense to me, because, like, in the song, she talks about setting the table and, like, doing all of these things for this person, um, out of, like, the kindness of your heart, and, like, giving them just, like, all your love and they don't reciprocate it, and so, like, actually, like, having a dining table, like, referenced in the song, to me, merits there being a dining table on the stage, but anyways, Anna Marie Tindler said, you know, she stole my art, like, blah, 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 and she posted this TikTok about it, and then, obviously, all these people started coming for her, and she deleted it, and then she was like oh it was a joke like it, i was just joking like i wasn't being serious and i'm like girl like what also i just feel like like you knew that was going to happen like you knew you couldn't say like something about taylor swift without people attacking you because one thing about swifties and i may be one but one thing about them is they are crazy and they will attack anyone so even if you were joking you you had to know that the Swifties were gonna come for you, you just had to. So yeah, that's that's a lot of my thoughts about the Eras tour. Oh, actually, I have one more thing. The only song that she sang from Speak Now was Enchanted, which I just think is interesting. Like, where where are the other songs? I wonder. And some people were saying, like, you know, maybe it has to do with, like, the re-recordings. Like, she doesn't own those songs yet. But she sang, like, a bunch of songs off 1989. So, I'm just a little confused about that. And I'm interested to see if an explanation for that will come in the future. So, yeah. That's pretty much all my thoughts on the Airstore. I know I've been talking about it for a while. Um... But I do have a movie of the week this week. And it's not anything that I've just seen for the first time. Um, But I did see it again. And I just simply had to shout it out. So this week's movie of the week is... Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Now I have talked about this movie on this podcast before, so I'm not gonna go too crazy into detail, but I have only seen it once before, and for some reason, it was playing at the movie theater near me, which I'm always checking the movie theater app to see what's playing because, like, I will randomly go to the movies, like, by myself all the time, and I was just checking it, and I sent it to my friends, Maddie and Teresa, who like I knew they wanted to see it and I texted them I'm like why is everything everywhere all at once playing in the movie theater and they were like oh my gosh we have to go so of course we immediately worked out a time for us to go I was literally like rushing out of my class to get to the movie theater um but we saw it it was their first time seeing it my second and it was just as good if not better the second time like I just truly loved it, and honestly, like, you can see when watching the movie now that, like, these people have had recognition for their roles, like, you can see, like, Michelle Yeoh, like, she earned that Oscar, like, Ki Huy like, he deserved his Oscar, you know, like, it is just so impressive, the work that they are doing in that movie, um, but also we were, like, spending the whole movie being, like, I simply, simply cannot deal with the fact that Jamie Lee Curtis won an Oscar for that role. Like, literally, I told them, I was like, I could have played this role. (laughs) Like, I just am baffled by that. I truly am. Truly, truly, truly baffled. And I think if it were someone else playing the role, like someone random, they would not have won an Oscar for this. They wouldn't have even been nominated for an Oscar, like... It's bizarre, but anyway, go see everything everywhere all at once, I'm sure it's on streaming somewhere for you to watch, it's a fantastic movie, it's crazy and wacky in a million different ways, but it's also so emotional in some parts that you're just like, okay, I'm crying, I wasn't expecting that at any point, um, but okay, um, but yeah, it's just so good, so, go out there and see it when you get a chance. Um, the next thing I want to talk about is some TV. Um, so last week I said I wanted to watch Ted Lasso and Outer Banks. Well, I'm just going to go ahead and say I didn't watch Outer Banks. And maybe I will someday, but I don't know. (laughs) Um, and then Ted Lasso, only the first episode came out, so I did watch that and I highly, highly enjoyed it. Like, it's just such a good, like, feel-good show like I just love it so much um and the second episode is coming out so I'm gonna be watching that soon and also I've been watching Daisy Jones and the Six which is on Amazon Prime which I'm sure you've heard all the buzz surrounding it you know it's the adaptation of a Taylor Jenkins Reid novel um I think there are about eight episodes out as of right now. I've seen four. And I kind of have mixed feelings about it. Which I feel like is normal when watching a show that or a movie that's based on a book that you've read. Because you automatically want to compare it to all the things that you remember from reading. Um, and something made by someone else is never going to live up to the expectations that you had from creating something with your own imagination like no one can take what I imagined and put it on screen you know so that being said I do enjoy it like I find it to be entertaining um but I'm not like obsessed with it and I'm not like extremely hooked by it like when the episodes end I'm not like oh my gosh I need to watch the next one like I'm just like oh yeah like that was okay like I'll watch the next one at some point, which is why I'm only halfway into the episodes that are out now, but when I'm watching it, I do enjoy it. Um, I just find things to be a little different. I find some of the characters not to be as enjoyable or likable, which I don't even think they were totally likable in the book. I don't think they need to be likable, I just think they're even less. like. I don't know how to explain this, but, like, in, when you're creating a character, I feel like they don't need to be likable, but they need something that, like, makes you invested in them. Like, even if I don't like you, like, I'm drawn to you or something like that. Like, that's how I felt about Daisy Jones. Like, I didn't really ever find her super likable, but I just felt like she was, like, electric and just, like, addicting, and so, like, you want to know more, um, and same with Billy, like, he's kind of a bad guy, but, like, in some way, you're kind of, like, rooting for him, or you're at least trying to find out, like, what he's gonna do next, because he's always making horrible decisions, um, but when I'm watching the show, I'm just, like, these two people get on my nerves so bad, (laughs) so, um, yeah that's my that's my thoughts on daisy jones on six maybe i'll finish and be like that was so good i'm obsessed but as of right now like i'm just like mildly enjoying it which is fine um and then of course one last thing i want to talk about before i go are the current books i'm reading right now so as you know last week i talked about monday's not coming and funny you should ask um I finished both of these books which I really loved both of them Monday's Not Coming huge plot twist that I was not expecting at all like literally at all which I feel like there was like two plot twists in this book and one of them I kind of saw coming I was like okay yeah yeah like I could I was piecing that together but then they were like and also this and you're like wow. Like, I just truly was not expecting that second plot twist at all. So, that book was really good. And then, funny you should ask, like, I literally gave it five stars on Goodreads. It was so good, but I also feel like it was so catered to me, like, the perfect book for me to read. Um So, like, just so enjoyable. Like, the main guy, like, literally my dream man, okay? And I found the main character to be, like, so relatable to me. Like, it was just such a good book and it had I don't know I just loved the plot and it wasn't too heavy but it wasn't too like fluffy romance like it was just the perfect book honestly it really was I loved it so much so I finished both of those and I've just started reading The Midnight Library by Matt Haig and I know this book is pretty popular like I've heard a lot of talk about it and I I don't know why I haven't read it up until this point, but I've looked at it a few times on my library app, and it's been, like, on hold or whatever, and I'm just feeling, oh, like, I'll get to it another time. But I was looking on there the other day, and it was available, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and read it now, and I'm not very far into it. Like, I'm really not even... Sure, how far into it I am on my computer, which is where I've been reading it weirdly. Um, it says I'm on page 59 of 233, but that's like computer formatting, so it's way different. Um, but I'm, as you can tell, just a little bit into it. Um, and I'm really enjoying it so far. I feel like it has such an interesting plot. Um, so basically, it follows the main character whose name is Nora. So a little bit of a content warning here, um, there is some references of, uh, suicide in this book, so if you don't want to hear about that at all, maybe just skip through this, but, um, I'm not going to talk about it a lot, so. Uh, so yeah, it follows Nora, um, who early in the novel decides to take her own life, um. And she, I don't know if you would say wakes up, but she, after doing so, she finds herself in this weird place, like in front of this building. She goes in and she's introduced to it by someone from her past. And they tell her it's called the Midnight Library. And it's filled with all of these books that are different versions of her own life and you know like basically like every decision you make changes the path of your life in some way and so each book is like the different paths that her life could have taken um and so basically she's being given an opportunity to choose um one of them to keep on living i guess um i'm not i'm not totally sure on the logistics um because I'm trying to just like go in with the motions like okay um but basically she is given the opportunity to like test them out and if she's disappointed with that life too like she comes out of it but if she's satisfied then she will she will stay in that life um and it's really interesting so far um the only thing that I think is a little bit weird is I think that it's really strange for me to read Like, I just feel like it's weird to read a female main character who's written by a man, if that makes sense. Like, I just find that to be a little bit odd, but it hasn't been super off putting yet. I haven't been like, oh, yeah, like she's definitely written by a man a lot. Um, so maybe it will become not noticeable at all. But I'm really enjoying it so far, and it's I'm kind of like hooked like I'm kind of like ooh, what happens next what happens next so I look forward to updating y'all some more on that book next week so yeah um that's basically all I have for this week's episode um I hope you enjoyed it it was a little bit rambly um and a lot shorter than a normal episode um but thank you so much for being here and listening anyways. Um, I look forward to next week and hopefully I have a lot more to say and (laughs) I'm feeling a lot better next week so we can have a pretty normal episode. Um, But I hope you have a great week and I can't wait to catch up. Talk soon. (laughs) Bye. <laughs>